What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to The Show, The Podcast, Episode 3. Uh, if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. We are on Apple and Spotify, as you know, if you're on one of those platforms. But this is going to be the first episode on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see right next to me, we have the one and only, the MLB The Show community's favorite Mets fan and self-proclaimed Battle Royale fiend, Scuffy McGee. Scuff, what's going on? How's it going, man? I appreciate you having me on. Uh, this is like my only like second. This is, this is cool to be on the other side. <laughs> um, of of the table, so um, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you having me on, and always great to see uh, new podcasts coming up for MLB Show. So uh, I always love listening, especially when grinding like moments and stuff like this. And so it's a great. I'm I'm happy that you're doing this, and I I just you know happy to be here. It's actually it's one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about was just the expansion of the MLB the Show community. You know, it started mm-hmm. obviously with a handful of content creators and the community has grown and grown. And now, you know, I think because Twitch is a relatively accessible platform for people to get into who are just casual players. I mean, people all over go crazy for this game. What do you think about the growth of just the community? It's crazy where it's begin, like where it came from. Like even for when I started, I started in early 2017 and I say, when you look at the directory from then to now, it definitely exponentially grew. Um, and it's not, it's not going to stop any soon, especially with the multi-platform coming out next year and then the new generation of consoles coming out. So it, it's, it's been cool to see the growth of like new creators coming in just and still seeing the original creators still doing stuff like Clutch. We still see do like Twin Gaming, um, Cougs and all of them. So it's kind of cool to see how it evolves over each year and how we see new faces in the community and just see more passionate people about, like, love about this game and uh, get to play with it, get to stream it, get to talk about it. Anything about the game, is, it's just fun to see how we all come together about it. And one of the things I love so much about all the different content creators, obviously, everyone has a different personality. And it's so reflective in the work they do, but also everyone has different interests. So like you're a battle Royale guy, whereas other guys are strictly ranked seasons and some guys just grind showdowns. And I think that gives a variety of content for everybody to enjoy. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of like, I loved how they introduced showdown because you, like you said, you see more people now doing the offline aspect of diamond dynasty and enjoying that, like with the programs, what they introduced last year and now, into this year with the showdowns, including that. And now we're getting like a conquest map here and there. And then you see, like you said, uh, Battle Royale guys. I'm like, I feel like I'm one of the few because a lot of people don't like to deal with the all-star Battle Royale difficulty, but I, I, I'm just, I love, I love everything about it. But yeah, it's exactly what you said. You see a mix of everything, even for the offline. I mean, we still see some franchise guys out there, Road to Show guys. I mean, Gold Glove is a big content creator. He still plays uh, Road to Show time to time. Um, so you see a variety of different creators and they put their own twist to it. So it's always fun to see. You know, and in preparation for talking to you, I'm not really a BR guy, but I hopped into BR a couple hours ago. (laughs) And uh, other than getting my ass kicked a handful of times, it was nice to just kind of, I know it's a mode you have to appreciate, even if it frustrates you time and time again, it's something you have to appreciate because you're playing with guys 
playing with cards that aren't normally used and there's a lot mm-hmm. of team building that goes into it. What, what is your favorite aspect of that, being? That, that's exactly what it is. It's the drafting. Um, when, when the drafting of teams is, I could sit there for hours and hours just doing that, wasting my stubs. I was very happy when we had that one week where just BR was free. Mm-hmm. I think I have over 260 common packs just showing how many redrafts I did through <laughs> that whole week. Um, but just building a team and finding value in each round, it, like you have the diamonds and rough, like I say, we all uh, like uh, everyone within uh, my chat and community all knows how much I love Freddie Galvis. Freddie Galvis is like a diamond player to me when he's a bronze player at heart. Um, so you just find these typical cards that you never thought you'd play with and you try to build a team together and try to go 12 and 0 with it and the adrenaline just keeps on pumping as you win each game or you, you see yourself going forward by uh, just winning and winning and hopefully going flawless, even though it's very hard. I still think it's the hardest thing to do in this game. I've been playing MLB The Show religiously for like four or five years and never once have I sniffed like past 6-0. and oh. It's just, <laughs> it's not my mode. It's not my thing. How many times, at least this year, have you gone uh, flawless 12-0? Three, three times this year. Um it's been much harder this year than it was last year with the new rules with the three inning minimum. Um, it, it just, and pitching is this year is kind of harder than mm-hmm. it is from previous years. Um, you miss your spots a little bit more. Um, if you make a mistake, you, you're going to pay for it. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's been harder. Um, and I think with inside edge now back, it's easing up a little bit, even though I, it really isn't. But it's just <laughs> you have a much more variety of different type of players to pick from. And with you just never know. Like with a, if someone might be up by looking like a diamond player for that day when he's originally a low gold. Or same with a silver where he's a low silver and now he's playing as a gold. So it's, it's kind of cool to see how it's been shifting ever since we got baseball back with Inside Edge. And I've been, I, like I said, I can't get enough in the moon. And sometimes the thing is, like, I started when I started playing this game, I was strictly a ranked seasons guy um, from 16 to probably late 19, like mid 19. And I, I don't know what got over me. I think just the enjoyment of building teams and then just the quickness of three inning games because anything can happen. Um, and that will be the show, as we all know, for good for the bet. <laughs> I mean, for good or for the worst of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, the, the bad, of course, being the, uh, the infamous blown save counter that I always uh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't love to see it because I don't want you to lose, but it, it makes me laugh every time I see it. it, it put, yeah, it puts uh, – you know, it, when you – for me, when streaming, you, you want to keep the chat, like, entertained, and you want to it, – it just became, like, a meme to this channel, and I accepted <laughs> it. Um, it happens. Um, and, and it'll all be all – we're all just – I'm just trying to have fun playing the game. And yes, I'm competitive. I want to win. Trust me. I want to win every game, but things happen. And, you know, if I could twist it instead of like maybe raging at the game, that's how I'm going to do it. So it's uh, always fun. And yeah, we're almost reaching up to 150 now. So, you know, it's getting there. (laughs) <laughs> sounds like, and I hate to do this to you, but it sounds like Edwin Diaz last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even this year, we didn't. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, so, um, you know, on the note of BR and and the ability to use like a Freddie Galvis, like you said, who are those cards that who aren't diamonds, of course, because we know the diamonds perform. But who are some five guys who you just love to use and you can't pass them up when you see them come up on the draft? 
So it's so hard to pick up five guys. Um, I'll try to give you my favorite bronzes, silvers. Uh, my favorite bronzes, um, in, in no particular order. Well, Freddie's always going to be number one to me, but in no t- particular order right now would be Freddie Gavis, Horace uh, Alfaro from the Marlins. I think he's a, a great catcher. He, had, um, he has 70 speed, a nice righty glitch swing, in my opinion. Uh, Tio Hernandez, who's probably not going to be a bronze anymore within a week or two if he continues his production in, mm. in real life. Um, but Tio Hernandez is definitely always one. Um, Ian Happ is always great. He's always been a bronze. I love his swing. Guy. Yeah, he, he always has a great swing, and he always has that 80 power against righties. And then it, it just it fluctuates with, between, like, Chris Davis's type. I'm trying to think Brandon Nimmo's. Um, there's, there's a lot more. Nico Grubroom is also a great one, too. Uh, ben Zorba is still his live mm-hmm. series is a bronze. So I, those are my bronze favorites. My silvers, it, it, I mean, I could name off 20 offhand, but I'll name like five or six. Juan Makata is my favorite silver in the game. Without he, he's one of my favorite swings, period. Yeah, oh, yeah without a doubt. Yeah. And switch hitter, and anytime I see him, um, I, like a righty on the mound, I'm salivating for him to swing the bat. But yeah, Juan, uh, Juan Makata, Snow, of course. Um, I don't really hit good with Edwin. Um, a lot of people hit good with Edwin. I'm not one of them. Reece He's got a, a really long swing Edwin's got. Yeah, he does. Uh, Reese Hawkins, uh, I just started raking with this year than I did last year. Swarber, of course, is up there. Raul, which is Alberto Mondesi. I like to call him Raul <laughs> still. Um, Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond. I still don't think people are giving him enough credit. I definitely highly recommend trying out Tommy Edmond if you haven't yet. Um, he could play multiple positions as well. I, I even plug him in center field sometimes, and then uh, he's been a couple. But those are, like, a, a few, like, for the hitters-wise. Pitching, I, I just roll with the boat. Um, pitching's my weakness, as we all know, with oh. the save concert. <laughs> so I just kind of roll with the boat, um, see what type of pitchers I get, and it could go from diamond to, to silver. So if We talk about Moncada, and I, I put a question on my Twitter today. Self uh, shameless plug at the show, the pod. If you're not following, make sure everyone goes follow. But uh, if you could pick any current guy that's in the game, doesn't have to be a live series. If it's a legend and they have his rights, that's fine. And you could turn him into a 99 that you could prestige. Which card would you pick? And one of the first responses I got was, "Give me a 99 Moncada." Yeah, yeah. I think the, the card the card would be absurd. Yep, that would be great. I will, I'll I'll be all for that. There's um, a similar thing. I want him Freddie or Tio Hernandez. I want to take the bronzes to 99. I will take one of them too, too. Of 99, Freddie, I will, I will die for it, to be honest with you. It's just – the thing is, like, he plays above his stats. So it's more towards, like, his swing, I guess, because I, I actually gave in and um, use a cap for ranked seasons and I use his stance mm-hmm. like that. Just that's the only way. But, yeah, those would probably be mine too. But Juan Makata, 99, hey, you never know. If we have a full season and uh, we get some finest cards by the end, we might see one. And San Diego Studios, if you guys are listening, great idea, <laughs> great idea for you guys. Come like, I guess during a normal season, this time of year, mid-August, early September, take the guys in the game who have the 10 best online stats, Freddie Galvis mm. perhaps, and give them a 99. Give them the players or the, the, the people's choice cards, we'll call people's it. Choice. Yeah, I'll, I'll be down for that. Because <sighs> then you like, get your oh. wish. Yeah, be our finest cards, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like, for the community, I'll be down for that. I think that's a really cool idea because it encourages people to try everybody. I think. Yeah, and they did something like they uh, later in the year they always like do a post like who had the most home runs 
in DD mm-hmm. from like the previous year. I think it was Frank Thomas or Ken Griffey from last year. I believe it was Frank because we were able to get him from the XP reward very quickly last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> and last night on stream, I hopped in there for a couple of minutes and you said uh, you're going to try to make more of an effort on ranked, at least during this season. Is, is there a reason for that? Oh, just because I, I've been not playing ranked okay. at all. Yeah. <laughs> like last year, last year, like I, I did a balance between the two and, and I just want to see where I'm at and ranked, to be honest with you. Um, I, some, some of it I miss uh, playing ranked. It's just, I, th- I think now with me now, like having um, my daughter recently and then just not having as much time as I used to, like for mm-hmm. like, Leisure time, like the, usually when I stream is the time where I stream for like play the game for a longer time. Besides that, it's usually like maybe an hour or an hour and a half. And I kind of don't want to dive into just one full rank seasons. That's why I lean more towards sometimes BR because it's like a 15 minute game where I could get like three games instead of one and I could try to start a run. So sometimes maybe that's why I kind of shifted to BR as well. Um, but yeah, I just never really gave a shot this year. So mm-hmm. I, I want to see where I'm at and see how far I could push it. Last season, I'm a ranked seasons guy just because I like the nine inning games and I like the strategy that comes in a typical game like that. But I had for, for literally forever, I played on a television just mm-hmm. because that's always how I grew up. We hooked it up to the TV and played. So my highest ranked seasons rating ever was like 680 something. Okay. And then last week I got a one millisecond response time monitor. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Superman. Oh yeah, it's it's. I, a, I shot up to like different. I shot up to eight forty in like three days. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable, yeah. like instantaneous change. Yeah, I, and I didn't realize until I got into pretty much the show community on like Twitch. I mean, before I even streamed in seventeen, I just hear like I mean they pretty much play on the monitors like with the streamers and YouTubers and stuff like that. I was like. Huh. Let me let me try that out. So I actually like I didn't have like a gaming monitor per se, mm-hmm. but I had like my regular monitor and I just got like a DVI to HDMI converter and put it plugged in my P, uh, PS4. I don't know what the response time. It was definitely not one millisecond, but mm-hmm. still I noticed the difference right there and then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it definitely helps. And you know, it's sometimes it's unfortunate because like for some like someone that's just picking it up just doesn't know that um and it, they get and when they do find out it's like oh that's gonna be another 100 or 200 dollars to mm-hmm. actually compete but there are some people that actually still play on tv and are able to compete and at a high level so um it's not the end all be all but it definitely it it definitely helps i just got to the point where i was so frustrated on like all-star or low hall of fame levels getting blown mm-hmm. away by every fastball like faster than 98 and yeah. I got, I shouldn't be playing a game to get that frustrated every time I play it. You know, I'd rather at least do as well as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as rank goes, if, if you do make a World Series push, uh, are one of those awards more interesting to you than, uh, than others? Ricky, only because all-time Met team. I would put him on all-time Met team and put him in my outfield. Um, so, yeah, probably be Ricky for me personally. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it was- doesn't mean Chris Sale's not bad. Um, I did like the two-seamer have the single, uh, single ball quirk to it. But personally, I always hit good against sales, so I kind of shy away from pitching with him as well. It's kind of weird how that works. But, um, yeah, so Ricky definitely. And he's going to have 90 – he should have 99 speed now. That was a mistake. Yeah, they, they bumped him up. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, my thing with Chris Sale, I really don't love Ricky Henderson's stance either, to be fair. But my thing with Chris Sale is 
I feel as if there are so many batters that crush lefties and smart lineup builders will make it impossible for lefties to flourish, especially if they're in the game for five, six innings. Yeah. Without so I, just, I, I don't see the point. I'd rather if I get them, just sell them and, and mm-hmm. use those stubs somewhere else. Yeah, that's another good point. You never know. There might be a headliner that comes out next week. You want buyer or something like that. There's always content. And that's the beauty of this game is just content, content, content is uh, always there for you to get. And I do want to talk to you about content, but we got to pay the bills real quick. So I do a quick ad here. Uh, I'm very excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy, a daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make some money during the shortened MLB season, use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on a deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by going online, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up. So we talk about content. And, you know, early on in this game cycle, there were very, very reasonable complaints about the game, many of which I think have been addressed. You know, there are still plenty of issues with hanging curveballs and sliders and change-ups and the occasional snafu with the, at the wall or the warning track. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they've been fixed. The one thing that's been great from day one has been the content. It is out of this world. Every three days, we're getting new cards. Not all of them are endgame cards but it's still stuff to grind for and get stubs for or new packs. I mean, is this the best the content's ever been? Yeah, I, it, they've been progressing each year. Um, I love the addition to now the minor leagues uh, players. That a lot of people, mm-hmm. Some people, once they saw a lot of them, they're kind of like, eh, we don't need these cards. But, you know, you're kind of progressing to – this year they were kind of progressing with the overalls. Like you're going – like last year – Kind of, you saw the old rolls all, the, all over the place, and I bring it back to the Mortals. Eighteen was the Mortals. Eighteen content wasn't great, wasn't that great, because the Mortals was dropped within July, and mm-hmm. you had endgame cards by July, and then any other card that came after that are pretty obsolete. You you can't use them, and then nineteen you see them do the XP reward path, and then progressing with that, it's kind of like a battle pass. And then they introduced the headliners. This year, it's just they just took everything that did did right in 19 and just expanded on that. And mm-hmm. you just love to see that. And like I said, the future star cards, I love to see because I get to learn about these card uh, prospects. I'm not always into knowing who's the top prospect from here, here, here. So that definitely helped. And not only that, they introduced two new cards each week with the headliners. And then we had the player programs for the – for the regular programs and then you just the events you just yeah it's definitely been a hell of a year for content and it increases the variety of lineups that you see within ranked events and so on so that's the big thing for me i remember the first year diamond dynasty came out every lineup was identical by like the second month of the game because they didn't have the capability or maybe didn't even realize that people still wanted those constant content drops. So the second lineup started to to diversify, I got so much more interested in the game, you know, because you, 
when you see the same cards over and over again, not only does it become kind of stagnant, but it's like, I know how to pitch this guy. I know how to use this pitcher. It's, it's just boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it, it's and not only that like previously you just had to pretty much make like i did theme teams from the previous years when when mm-hmm. content was as great like i'll do like all silver squads or all bronze squads and try to see if i can make world series with them and um uh, and stuff like that to keep it f- like fresh to force you to play with new cards this time you don't have to be forced to play new cards there's yeah. multiple cards that you just want to try out because they look so good like even that christian pasha card that came out on tuesday it wasn't the like end game type of card but it was intriguing by how balanced it was with the 99 field mm-hmm. just to see how it is yeah it won't, won't replace your mike trout's Larry walkers or mantles right now but still intrigued enough for like hey you know what? i could try out this card for a game or two and see how it is you mentioned the collection Mike Trout, and I wanted to ask you about that. I am by zero means a Mike Trout hater. He is the best player of this generation. It's not an argument. I was disappointed, though, by that being the award, only because maybe I took you know too much emphasis from outside of MLB The Show, but they hyped it up to be this ginormous thing, and it's a card that's like better than his live series, but by how much, really? See, the way I see it, is that the community hyped it up too much. I think we hyped it up too much because we're giving, we're like, who could this be? And it, it, like, we're just saying different scenarios. Uh, I mean, we're guilty. Like the content creators are guilty on that too because we mm-hmm. get hyped up. We say different scenarios that we want. Like we, we think it could be A-Rod. We could think it'd be a Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa or bringing back Reggie Stalker or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like we hyped it up a little bit too much. And not only that, we're kind of a little spoiled because I say spoiled because we didn't expect this last year. This came out of the blue last year. We got Honus Wagner, new legend. So we're expecting the same thing this year. Um, and then we got the Mike Trout. And a lot of people were upset on that, which I, I understand because I think we, like I said, I think we hyped up way too much um, around this because we thought we were going to get a new legend. But I, when looking into hindsight things, I do like the Mike Trout card. Um, I, I like how he has the reverse splits 125 power against it. It's a solid 5-2 card, which you yeah. want. You don't want, like, a first baseman for that collection or a starting pitcher. You want a 5-2 card, which we got. And I, looking past that, I think it's just setting up for next year. Next year is, like I said, it's going to be multi-platform going to get the new generations they're going to get i'm sure they're going to have a, a brand like a lot like more money towards ses budget to mm-hmm. oh definitely fully out because you want to get as many eyes on this game especially with with like i just said with multi-platform and new generations so i'm expecting the new legends for next year are going to be like none other they even put out a survey which i never saw them do before on the show nation and asked people within the show nation community like what legends do you guys want to see and i've never seen that before so but my 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 feeling is they're just waiting for next year um and kind of don't want to push the envelope just now and who knows we might be able to lock in that mic trap for something bigger later too so that was one of my theories because there are still those leftover vouchers and with new card packs constantly coming out and like stage four affinities coming out soon. You never know. Um, but on the subject of A-Rod, see, I, I grew up a Yankee fan. A-Rod went through this love-hate relationship with me as a Yankee fan because of everything that went on. I think he's the type of card that is pre-promotion. 
when you announce MLB The Show 21, you're like, oh, we have A-Rod this year. Pre-order the game now. Okay. I feel like he's the type of guy with that type of status. Like when the Griffey game came out and Griffey was on the mm. cover of the whole thing. Um, and I could see A-Rod being one of those Jackie Robinson-like tiered reward um, type yep. scenarios where you start him out as a rookie and then just gradually get his 99. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, A-Rod was probably the only card where we had three different 99 versions of his card in the game. We had the Seattle one, we had the Rangers, and then Yankees 99 cards. So he's definitely being big. I'm just worried about, like, even just, like, the persona of A-Rod, would he be enough to be, like, a cover? I don't think so. If they want, I think it's, personally, I think it, they, they go for, like, a Jeter. Mm-hmm. Um if they could get his rights, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be hard to get his rights. Bonds, I don't think they'll ever get the rights for it. Um, but, like, I feel like you could get either a Jeter or someone. Maybe they get Jeter, A-Rod, and Nomar. <laughs> all that'd, one cover. That'd be really cool, to be honest. Like, on, on a trailer, and that'd be pretty dope. One of them would have to slide over to second, and I know Jeter never played an inning there in his life, so I don't know if Nomar could go there, but those sound like three endgame left side of the infield yeah. cards. Yeah, so that'd be interesting to see. I'm I'm just very intrigued what's going to come next year, but still we still have a lot to come this year. I mean, we still there's so much more content that's still to come. We still haven't seen Willie Mays um, end game. What's the Ken Griffey really? The home run derby is not his yeah, it's, No. So Ted Williams, Babe Ruth. There's so much more that's still coming our way, and we are in August. Mm-hmm. And usually, this is the time of year where. People get excited for Madden. So I'm expecting for at least the next month or two is going to be pretty big, big. time. Yeah. I know, uh, I know MLB content creators like Kevin G.O.D. are waiting for Jimmy Fox to come out. <laughs> um, we have – what do we have? Is bronze right now and nothing else? I feel like yeah, it's a matter nothing, of time. Nothing else. It, and it took a little bit late to get his signature series card last year too. Um, that was more towards the end of the year. So hopefully we get that soon. And I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about real-life baseball and your Mets – Oh, yeah, I know they are a constant roller coaster. Uh, trying to put it lightly here, the, let's start out out front. The team is supremely talented. Mm-hmm. Like Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in the National League, maybe baseball. You can easily make that argument. Yeah. Jeff McNeil is one of my favorite hitters to watch hit. Pete Alonso is a, is an animal. But when you have guys like Cespedes just not showing up and then declaring he's going to quit, I mean. How do you think a team gets past something like that? <laughs> I, I'm just so used to it, to be honest with you, BMF fan. It, it doesn't, nothing ever, ever shocks me anymore, BMF fan. Um, the, the good thing about what Seth was leaving, it gives opportunities for other guys like Dom Smith uh, plugging mm-hmm. to DH or, or J.D. Davis not playing the field and just be DH or Cano back into DH spot. Um, we have – we're leading in well, – we're, we're third in hits right now, right? And we're, like, last in running run, – runs in scoring position. That just shows you we're just not being clutch right now. Yeah. Um, bullpen is still kind of shaky. I remember there was a stat the other week where our new guys between Purcell, Waka, and the Tanzas had an over 10-point ERA. You don't like to see that. Uh, no, you uh, don't. I was never big on Purcell. Um, Waka looked, looked – it's – good at times and uh i'm not too sure how what's going on tonight i know they were winning before but uh, i haven't looked that much into it uh but yeah it's just you know i kind of wrote I, I it's the one year the mets were always known for the pitching for for numerous years 
And this is the first year where I thought our lineup outweighed our pitching, especially when Syndergaard went down. And then, of course, Strowman got hurt uh, with his calf injury. And it was just, it was just weird, very weird. And, uh, you know, things just haven't been going the Mets' way. They could easily have over 500 record right now um, if they had scored runs and running uh, score position or they held on to leads. I mean, we saw the eight-run lead they blew last Friday against the Braves. I mean, yeah, that was rough. Um, it's it just, you know, something's it just, it's, I hate to say the same old Mets, but sometimes it, it just feels that way. And, you know, I still love the team, and, and I just, I will always be there, right there the next night, just watching the next game. The last two years, or last year and the bit of this year that's gone on, I feel like it's been kind of easy to make excuses, and I don't feel that, to say that in a negative way. I say it like, Edwin Diaz can't be this bad. We know Jairus Familia is not this bad. Uh, Robbie Cano, oh, he's hurt. Michael Conforto, oh, he's just not hitting the ball right now. I still feel like there's so much untapped potential, even right now. And mm -hmm. I just, I don't know if I'm seeing it incorrectly or if it's just being in a slump is contagious. You know, it, there's so many different things with baseball that it's very fine-tuned with certain things like that. Yeah, especially in the situations we are in right now. So, yeah. and with it being in 60 game season, the pressure is probably at the all time highs just from game one, where they're used to going into a 162 game season. So, um, who, it could be a combination of all things. Um, and hopefully they could pull it together. Spring, strings, it could just take one, one series to get them back on track um, with the limited amount of games. I still think there's going to be teams that are going to have a 500 record that gets into the playoffs. So, We'll see what happens. I'm I'm always optimistic because that's how I am. Um, even even as a Met fan, it's kind of hard to say that in two words uh, in the same sentence. But I always will be, and uh, hope, hopefully that it comes through. And now tying it back to the game, MLB the show. Is there a Mets card that we don't have or have never had that you would love to see? Yeah, uh, there's plenty of them. Um, I mean, of course, I would love to see Doc. I think Doc would be great in this game. I'd be a fireballer. Oh, yeah, without doubt. And especially even his rookie year or his Cy Young year. I mean, it's just – it was just – I think his 1985 season was his best, I believe, um, thinking offhand. So, I would just love to see him in the game. Um, Dallas Strawberry swing will always be nice. One one guy I would like to see, I think, if I'm thinking BR base, um, is Todd Hunley, a switch hitting catcher. Oh, that's hit, different. Okay. Hit 44 bombs in one year, so I'd mm -hmm. love to see that. Of course, I'd love to see David come back, Reyes come back. Um, I'm trying to think if there's – Agar Afonso was always one of my favorites. Probably not well-known throughout, like, everyone else, but for Met fans, definitely a guy I would like to see. We got John Road back. That was kind of cool to see Road in there. That was um, a curveball. Yeah, as, as a big collection award, that was a curveball. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it. I will take it. I was always a fan of uh, Road, so – um, I, like I said, I was big into the 90s, 2000s because that's how I grew up with uh, the Mets. And right now, those probably be the names. I'm trying to think. Carlos Delgado, I would love, even though he's not – like, he was a Met. Uh, so, I would like to see that. Johan Santana, I would love to see, but his best years was with the Twins. Um, but those are a few names I would like to see from Mets space. I would love a Santana card. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember the old MLB games before they were the show and just mm -hmm. using him in like franchise mode. It was so much fun. Oh yeah. I remember using him online franchise either in, it was in 15, six, probably 15 and 16. 
And then I remember he had a brief stint with the Orioles, so his rating wasn't so high. Mm -hmm. I always love his delivery. So I was in this online franchise that said, screw it. I'm going to put him in my starting <laughs> rotation. Actually, I had success with him. So it was uh, – I, I just – his fastball, circle change, and the devastating slider he had, um, I think it would be great. Well, like we said – Maybe not this year for some of these guys, but there is content always on the horizon in MLB The Show. And Scuffy, one of the best content creators out there, really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and if you guys are not a patron on Patreon, you're about to miss what me and Scuff are about to record. So we're going to record uh, some BR tips from the BR guy himself. If you want to get better at Battle Royale, become a patron on Patreon and – you'll get all the inside scoops. You will not get this unless you are a patron. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash the show, the pod to join, but otherwise Scuffy, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate having me. All Thanks right, guys, you. check out Patreon and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to this episode of the show, the podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at the show, the pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.